0: From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Bagheel and this is the Times of India podcast.
1: If you're on the journey going up and if you're thinking what happens if I fall down, I think then you're not giving it all you have. So, I think it is total attachment on the journey up. Total belief, total push, total energies, and you're not thinking that you're going to fall. The only way forward is up, up, up.
0: As only the second Indian to win the All England Badminton Championship after Prakash Padukone, Pulila Gopichand has been one of India's biggest sporting icons. Gopichand continues to make news well after his retirement from the sport. He was the first athlete who turned down lucrative endorsement opportunities, saying cola was bad for health. And some of this straight back firmness is what characterizes his second innings as India's greatest badminton coach. A roster of stars from Saina Nehwal, P.V. Sindhu, Srikant Kadambi to Sai Praneeth, just to name a few, have all flourished under his tutelage. My colleagues Robin David, resident editor of the Times of India, Hyderabad, and assistant editor Ratnakar Munne meet Gopi Chand at his academy at Gachi Bauli in Hyderabad. Amid the sharp whiz of the racket hitting the shuttle and the screech of rubbered soles against the court, Pulila Gopichand talks about what it takes to be a coach and a mentor. It's something he has written about at some length in his new book, Shuttler's Flick, Making Every Match Count. In the podcast, he also talks about his own struggles as player and why he won't predict who India's next badminton star could be, even though he may well know who it is.
2: You spoke about, uh, briefly, about uh, the sacrifices of your family in making Gopi the champion. Can you speak about Can you give give us some details about what sort of sacrifices your family had to make?
1: I think the life was centered around badminton. Hmm. For me, as a player who's trying to achieve it, wanting to um, do the routine is fine. I think Hmm. there's no problem. I think that's expected of all of us. But um, for the family, like, um, I don't think when we've all gone for a holiday together, Mm. uh, that happened in 86, or 86, 86, before we started playing. After that, we never went out together for a holiday. Uh, My uh, brother went off to IIT and then uh, he stayed alone. I was traveling, my father was uh, transferred. He stayed alone because my mom stayed with me. Um, so we were all in different different places, my sister couldn't play anything because uh, we just couldn't afford it mm. and um, I remember um, between say 83 till um, 2000 we almost never went to a restaurant, they just money was little and whatever money was there could be spent so on the spot. So, I don't think we've gone through extreme hardships in terms of poverty because father still worked in a bank and there was money at the end of the month too. But definitely to make three kids play and study and kitting and rackets and travel, I think uh, we didn't have money enough for all of that. And it had to come from sacrifices.
2: Book is about how you are, it's not only about stardom, that it's a lot of hard labor and a lot of... uh, uh, the ability to overcome pain in many ways.
1: So the childhood, in a sense, was turbulent. Mm. Um, I had to go through... Um, there was a lot of support from home, but just the basic pressure of performance mm. was very high. It mm. wasn't um, there in very obvious, clear terms, mm. but there was, because my playing was sport-dependent depended on my success in sport. Mm. Uh, It depended on my passing my exams in a decent marks. Mm. So everything in childhood was very turbulent in that sense Mm. that I always had, um, was running from place to place and every tournament was important Mm. and and every step I climbed I saw the next one possible. Every step I climbed, it was a point where there was pride involved. In the sense and some, some of it was the pride connected to the country, some of it was pride connected to myself. And I just refused to lose at these. So even after the biggest win of the All England, um, there was the thoughts were more about how I could lose everything. And how I needed to push myself to gain and achieve more. So that it, I never could pause and celebrate the victory in that sense. Mm.
2: And I didn't need to. you never celebrated. You've never partied.
1: I've always partied, or I've always <laughs> celebrated, or I've never celebrated. It's, it's in that. It's almost. Um, there have been times I would say after the All England, I would think, what about. The, I remember. We landed in Delhi the next day and we were staying in the Indian Oil Guest House in Ansil Plaza. And when I went out running on the road for an hour because I just hated the fact that I was missing training. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember 2012 uh, in London or uh, 2016 Rio was the night when Sindhu won her medal and we were celebrating, I was on the call with uh, the coaches of the academy trying to figure out what's happening to the next junior level players. So it's always been on a mode of mission and mode to ensure that uh, we, we do better and better. And it's never been that now I relax and now I chill out for a while. That's never been the case but having said that I am not an unhappy person I am just very happy about everything
2: the book also talks about how uh, a true champion has to overcome pain you think you have overcome all your pains? is there something you hold on to? I think physical pain uh, physical pain um,
1: is okay in the sense you have got a time frame for it in the sense you can pop a pill or you can go through the Mm. through the journey over time and you will eventually go through it it goes through a particular pattern the doctor would tell you it's going to pain for two days it might pain you for three days and, and another proof and will settle it down mm. but I think uh, there's also emotional pain of, uh, of matches, of losses of teams losing of group, player, group of players losing I think that takes a lot more time to heal and um, that is only healed by the next win Mm. and that takes time. I think Sindhu's win at Rio healed a lot of pains, Mm. yeah, that that was important. Um, Kashyap winning Commonwealth, Sai winning bronze at the world championships. These were all uh, victories you've missed at some point before. Mm. an Olympic medal which mm. I missed mm. and then Saina wins or a Sindhu wins, then you kind of have, have kind of moved a little more. I don't think it will ever bury itself completely because for me, my loss at the Olympics in 2000 was the, was the biggest pain mm. and uh, probably I, I, I will never be able to completely get over it Mm. But um, maybe the All England just was a good soothing balm to it. Mm. The winds of Saina and Sindhu at the Olympics. Mm. I think these are balms which actually will soothe it a little bit.
2: How painful was it when Saina left and Sindhu left? And Was it more?
1: I don't think it's uh, so much about Sindhu leaving. I think Sindhu is, is still part of the ecosystem. And it's almost like I have backed out of it. But sign-up uh, was painful, I can't deny that. But it, I think it's more when I look at it, it's the immaturity of the system rather than a personal decision. So I would rather blame it on the system than the individual. Because what you're looking at is the system failing to put things around, a safety net or a, or a direction to the plan. And when you don't have these things, this is what happens.
2: You are known to be a disciplinarian. Were you as disciplined as a player? I've
1: been disciplined. Um, I could have... I When I knew it, I overstretched it. But in the beginning, I didn't know many of the things which I wish I knew. Um, nutrition was an important part. Only when I was 24 or 25, then I knew about it. Otherwise, we were just eating anything, anywhere. Um, recovery um, was important but we didn't know the means of recovery. If I knew something today, um, I made it a point that tomorrow morning onwards I followed it to the T. And I've been super disciplined.
2: Do you think uh, your disciplinarian methods, uh, I mean I I, I was wondering if for every player that system, that, that rule changes are there more distractions? Do you need to change the methods in which you train today? I just
1: feel that the lesser the distractions, the more you can achieve. Mm. I think uh, there are stars, who you're not going to uh, lose tomorrow morning's match because you've been on Instagram for an hour more or you've been in the news for the wrong reasons. But I think if you don't do those things you probably have more chances of being better than what you're performing. And I think at the end of the day, sport is very simple. I guess many things in life are very simple. It's about good food, good training, good thinking, good rest, and you're done with it. The rest of them are all distractions. I think how do you keep them away to the minimum most is what is important.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now the fact is that somebody who's a world-level athlete, or an olympic level athlete or a, even a national level athlete. There might be a point where the athlete is saying that this is my potential and I'm happy with it. And we are all happy with it in a sense. We won the gold, what else? But the point is probably they can be like the Federals of the world. They can continue to win sport multiple times. They can be Lee Chongwe, Wei, Celine Dance, where they continue to dominate sport for years and years together. And that is what I would really want the ecosystem to help us in. Eh? I think that is going to come with a lot of maturity and I think that is com- coming with a lot of discipline.
2: So it is a mental game in the sense that we seem we seem to give up very easily. One win is enough and we feel stardom. and.
1: I think the ecosystem needs to be driven in that sense. The ecosystem needs to be... Um, geared up to ensure that we are rewarding the process, we are rewarding the effort, we are looking at those things and not necessarily only the result. Because with stardom comes the fact that everybody is accepting you the way you are or the way you tend to be rather than the way you have to be. And I think that differentiation is very, very important. But if results are our only gauge of success, then we might just be going off in Mm -hmm. the long term.
2: What should be the gauge?
1: As I said, I think the process should be the gauge. Mm. The measurable aspects of sport should be looked at.
2: Mm. The systems are available, we are not implementing them. Mm. Is that often a difference between us and players from other countries?
1: No, I don't think uh, we are lacking against any players in the world in that sense. Mm. In the sense you would see in Indonesia or Malaysia, there are players who are struggling across the board. We produce a lot of players. Mm. Our challenges are more to do with the fact that the sport has grown very big and we haven't still delivered or we haven't still put a system in place.
2: So in your book also, in the, even in the last book, you have read all the controversies with Jwala or all these things. Will there be a third book mentioning all
1: these things? See, what has happened with, uh, say, Jwala or the other place, uh, just because you've mentioned her name, I'm just mentioning it. But the fact is that um, they're all students of mine and I can't be out writing a book at this point. In doing this as a coach. So, I would rather avoid those things. Uh, and I probably would never be able to share the things which I have gone through as a coach. And uh, that's something which uh, I don't think uh, might be possible ever to do.
2: There is a sense that men's players in India have not done as well as women players. Is there a reason behind it? Is there? Would you agree with this statement?
1: I think we've had... Uh, the game is going through its changes in some sense at the world level as well and physicality is playing a major part in it and uh, we've had some very strong girls in Sinai and Sindhu to actually make the women's side or the winning side of the um, women's so strong but on the men's side I think uh, we still need stronger physical people to actually come to ensure that we produce consistent results. But having said that we've had Shrikant, Saipranit, Pranoy, Kashyap, um, Saurav, Samir, they produced some excellent results. We've got Laksh today all adding in. So we've got some good results but the total dominance which you're talking about, of course I think that's not there and that probably in my opinion, India needs to take a different approach with our strengths rather than follow the one or two people approach uh, which might be successful others, but not for us.
2: We were hoping that you would give us some names of some upcoming players that you think will become stars in the
0: future.
1: See, the day I pick a name, then I'm surely going to miss a few names <laughs> and I'm going to miss... Some people who are thinking that uh, he hasn 't picked my name, am I not good enough and i I won 't do that risk.
2: your children, your two kids, your son and daughter, both are players. Um, do you want them to become international stars? do you
1: Of course would we'll want them to uh, but I think uh, I think sport at the highest level depends on various factors and um, I'm sure nobody can really uh, tell you for surely that this is going to happen. But I'm happy that they've gone this far in the journey. They're mm. 18 and 17, and they're being at this level. They've had a life which has been disciplined, where they've been pushing itself. They've they've really given it giving it all they have in in those terms. So I'm very happy with their progress, and um, the rest we'll wait and see.
2: Are you father to them? Or are you coach? Father to them. <laughs> Do you ever look back and think that I could have done something different this player? The result could have been different?
1: No, I think whether it's my playing career or coaching career, I've always taken calls which were best at that point of time with the interest of badminton or the interest of the player. I've, I don't think I've ever taken a decision otherwise. And um, I don't feel any, any
2: of that. Again. So you have taken over in 2006? and now it is 15 years passed by. So, How long do you think you want to continue
1: here? I don't want to continue for long for sure. I think uh, for me every Olympic cycle has been this is the end, right from 2012 onwards. I have pushed it to 20 or 21 now and I am and hoping that we, we are able to form a system very quickly.
2: Do you want to be remembered as the champion player or as the coach of champions?
1: I don't really honestly I don't even care if it's remembered or not because the day it's over it's over. I think I have achieved the pinnacle of my athletic performance at the Olympics. I don't think you give me another life also I would do any better because I've exhausted myself to actually get there. I'm purely super happy with what I've achieved as a player. I can't say that about me as a coach.
2: Okay, so what more do you want to do? I think
1: the day I see a system fall in place and it works independent of me and it doesn't require me at all, I think that's where I see myself as being successful.
0: Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TOI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at toipodcasts at timesinternet.in.